everybody. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. My Hi. name's Carrie. I'm Jack. I'm Dean. Dean's going to tell us a weird something. It's going to be weird. I think you will all agree to that. Who here has seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the classic Steven Spielberg movie? Let the record show nobody's raising their hands. Wow, really? Nope. Seriously? Never. Do you? What? I don't watch movies. Well, you do too. He's also huh. slightly younger than that movie. But Richard Dreyfuss builds a model of Devil's Tower out of mashed potatoes. You can't not watch that. <laughs> nope. Wow, I didn't know that. So Close Encounter of the Third Kind referred to when humans have direct visual contact with extraterrestrials, with aliens from outer space. Are you right? going to tell us the first and second kinds? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just checking. This was originally proposed by UFO researcher J. Allen Hynek. He's the one who did this little these categories, right? Wait, what was he? Uh, J. Allen Hynek was a UFO researcher. Oh, he was actually okay. a legitimate researcher, but he did develop a strong interest in UFOs in the latter part of his career. So he developed this typology of alien encounters, right? Close Encounters of the Third Kind, he call, he officially defined as, quote, UFO encounters in which an animated creature is present. These include humanoids, robots, and humans who seem to be occupants are pilots of a UFO. I don't know how common that was. We you had like Sully was flying a spaceship kind of a thing. I don't know, but he accounted for that anyway. Okay. This typology he had, just this one, just this third kind, and yes, I will get to the first and second in a minute, the uh, the encounter of the third kind, though, was parsed even further by another ufologist named Ted Bloker, or Blecker, I don't know how it's pronounced. He said there are six subtypes to the close encounter of the third type. Six? Yes, six. So, okay, so again, close encounter of the third kind is when you have contact with an alien, right? He said this could be an entity is observed only inside the UFO, B, an entity is observed inside and outside the UFO. <laughs> C, an entity is observed near the UFO, but not going in or out. Oh my Lord. <laughs> uh, D, an, ent- an entity is observed, but no UFOs are seen by the observer, but UFO activity has been reported in the area at about the same time. E, he's not done yet. An entity is observed, but no UFOs are seen, and no UFO activity has been reported in the area at the same time. So I, I, that's like the ditched, you know, stranded yeah. alien. Okay. Or it's like the away team. Yes, yes, the yeah. away team. Paul. Paul? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it could be Paul. That's true. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, and finally, F, no entity or UFOs are observed, but the subject experiences some kind of, quote, intelligent communication. Holy that's moly. That's his okay. Additions, just all just parsing close encounters of the third kind. I think he has way too much time, time on, on his, his hands. hands. Literally, my note. It's, it's, <laughs> seriously, obviously, this means UFO researchers have mm-hmm. way too much downtime. Uh-huh. It's like they got a lot of money from their parents and <laughs> not a lot of ambition. <laughs> wow. No, JK, JK. Very, very dogged. Um, and some are making quite a bit of money on this these days. So well, we I ha- don't know about that. Oh, no, absolutely. There, there are people whose career is UFO research. I mean, they're, you know, well, they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I have a career. Super too, dishonest. <laughs> what, what, what did you say? I have a career too. <laughs> a As a UFO <laughs> researcher? No, I'm just saying anybody can call anything a career. Okay. Can 
they though? Wow. You, I don't know if you're being mean or self-effacing. Anyway. I don't know about that. We hardly ever hear about the first and second guy, that, don't we? I mean, close I've never heard of it. Any. Really? You've heard of the movie, though, right? Yes. yes. No, I know they exist, but I, you know. But because of that movie, nobody really pays attention to the first, to the first yeah. and second. Right? Exactly. I know. Exactly. Um, what are they? Sight and uh, sound. Yes. Uh, not exactly oh, wait. sound. In some kind of physical effect. Yeah, physical so, trace of an alien. The first, the close encounter of the first, first <laughs> no, guy. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. The close encounter of the first kind are visual sightings of an unidentified flying object seemingly less than 500 feet away that show an appreciable angular extension and considerable detail. No, you could have stopped it at the first couple yeah. words. No, he wasn't going to. Why does it have to be 500 feet away? And why does it have to be appreciable angle of whatever the fuck? No one knows. Or at least I have no idea. Because because he wanted to sound super oh, scientific. Okay. That's it. So I was going to say, we've all seen unidentified flying objects. Yeah, but it better be at an we official have? angle, Carrie. Oh, sure. We see things in the sky that we don't know what they are. I... What? It's true. Yeah. I mean, we know it's a helicopter or a plane or something. Of well, some sort, but we're not sure at the time. We assume. Remember when we saw that? Um, oh, yeah. What was it? A meteorite or an yeah, asteroid it was a, we got or something like that? Meteorite left meteorite. those weird trails. Yeah. And thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your mother and I were pretty sure we were being abducted yeah. at that point. We were 50-50 <laughs> on if we were going to make it back home. We were walking, we walking low-key. Well, we didn't know These at the time. Weird. We These found out afterwards. Yeah. We Googled it and felt safer. Hey, there were lots of reports. It was, yes, there were. It, it there was were. all over the place. I don't doubt it, but that doesn't I, mean I they're not identified it. as they were later. Yeah. No, we jumped but right I'm just saying at the time. Y'all funny. <laughs> so if you see, if you basically, if you see something, say something, and if it's a UFO, then you've had a close encounter of the first kind. Yeah. Simple as that. Close encounters of the second kind are, okay, so they're actually more, more broad than what you said. Yeah. A UFO event in which a physical effect is alleged. This can be interference in the functioning of a vehicle or electronic device. <laughs> the what? classic Betty and Barney Hill where the <laughs> car was cocked out, right? Yeah. Everything just goes dead it, it, when there's that's, a UFO That's a around. classic UFO trope <laughs> where, oh, must be a UFO. If your car dies, you think either I'm out of gas or there's a UFO. And it's, and it's equally probable. Uh, animals reacting. So if your dog goes, whoop, it could be a Oh, UFO. yeah. Doggy. forgot about that one. A psychological effect such as paralysis or heat and discomfort in the witness. So <sighs> if you can't move, it's not sleep paralysis, it's aliens fucking with you. Uh, or some physical trace like impressions in the ground, scorched or otherwise affected vegetation, or a chemical trace. All those things would make a closing out of the second. Crop one. circles. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay, so these first three make... You know, sense, right? As a categorization, I think, well, more or less, right? I don't know. Yeah, I kind of, although I kind of feel like some of the minute details yes, he right. added on to third kind could probably be in the second kind. So, yeah, well, maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, probably so. But basically, it comes down to see a UFO, see its effect, or yeah. see an actual alien, right? For second and third kind, right? Or apparently it's a robot. That could be a yeah, it's Or a it's human pilot. Uh, but did you know there are, are more types of encounters? Yes. No. How many? I don't know. I know there was 22. like a fourth and a fifth. No. There are seven, <laughs> seven. types of encounters too nowadays many. in the modern UFO world. How many are about probes? <laughs> None are. Well, <laughs> kind of one. I was about to so, say. Uh, close encounters of the fourth kind. A UFO event in which a human is abducted by a UFO are its occupants. Okay. That Heineck, makes sense. Heineck didn't actually put this because this he was writing in the early 70s when he first constructed this typology and he didn't it wasn't that became a big 
deal in what the late 70s early 80s all of a sudden ufo abductions became you know david dare everybody was there started a movie having them. that precipitated uh, there's a book that? by whitley streber oh, oh that yeah, alleged yeah his own abduction he was a uh, science fiction novelist who wrote a science fiction novel about himself being abducted by aliens and being anally probed by a one foot long device you heard that right and he pretended it was not a novel and sold oh. millions of copies. Yeah, what was it called? The again? book. It was called, oh shit, can't remember. Close Encounters of the no, Third yeah. Kind. No, no. It was pretty famous. And though. then yeah, it, was, it was a huge, huge bestseller. Yeah. He, he, he sold more of that book than I, I think any, all his other novels. How are you going to know all those details about the book, then not the title? You know the, the length of the probe, oh, but you don't the remember the title. I would know it Communion? I it. Commun- no. Oh. Communion. I think so. Well, he wrote that. That's a. Okay. <laughs> He was a prolific communion. Was it really a true story? Oh, okay. I guess it was called communion then. Let's go. That's a weird name for that. Was it communion? Yeah, maybe that's why I don't remember because that makes no sense. It should have been called just probe. I mean, I feel like yeah. So on the nose. Yeah, probably so. That is Heineck. By the way, so this was later. The abduction one was later added as a fourth kind. Uh, A UFO researcher named Jacques Vallée, who's pretty big researcher in UFOs back in the 70s and 80s. He wanted to tweak this, though, and allow, quote, cases when witnesses experience a transformation of their sense of reality. This, so, so it would include kind of cases where the person is not, take, is not technically taken on board the UFO, but, quote, absurd, hallucinatory, or dream-like events are associated with UFO encounters. It sounds kind of like the second kind, a little bit. Yeah. But also, it sounds... Like... Are you sure that's a UFO or did you just like take some magic mushrooms? <laughs> the word dream is pretty critical there. Yeah. So close encounters of the fifth kind. This is a UFO event that involves direct communication between aliens and humans. So you don't just see an alien, you talk to him. So technically... Arrival. The movie was really a close encounter of the fifth kind oh, by yeah, this categorization because they spoke through music. Remember that? Yeah. We'll insert what was that um And, you know, also if you are abducted... I'm pretty sure there's going to be communication. Not necessarily. Not at all. Just put a bag over your head, take you away. Like Bigfoot did to that guy in British Columbia. Oh, my God. So you could have a fifth and a... <laughs> you could. A, yeah. You could have multiple encounters. at the same time, yes. or a fourth and a sixth. And Why a not? Why not, Gary? Combo pack? Sure, combo yeah. pack. They, they literally call them UFO combo packs. One after the other. Good show, yeah. Are they, you being serious? They, they Are you no, uh, mom. She believes things. So another UFO researcher named Stephen M. Greer who, by the way, thinks he saw a UFO when he was eight and also thinks that there's a massive governor conspiracy to hide proof of aliens out there. I mean, we got Bernie well, Sanders of yeah, of yeah. He pledging to there, there, reveal. This is a guy, by the way, who has made a living. That's what he does for, for his job. He goes in lectures and stuff like that, makes a living through, and he writes books about these conspiracy theories yeah. and things like that. So anyway, he says that this encounter type of the uh, fifth kind can be, quote, bilateral contact experiences through conscience, Voluntary and proactive human-initiated cooperative communication with extraterrestrial intelligence. So you notice one thing, A, that, that these people like to use big words. Yeah. Sound, sound yeah. Smart. But, but just, I mean, basically, this is the Spock mind meld, right? <laughs> it could be uh, our Mork, and when Mork put his forehead against Mindy's forehead, maybe, I'm thinking that would work. What? Or arrival. Did they do that? I don't know. Ours is straight up conversation, like the, an alien, hey, how you doing? So any kind of direct communication, it could be telepathic or whatever. What you don't didn't mark? Do I don't know. With me? I, I don't remember. I was too young. I you don't, don't remember. Yeah, shit, I don't know, 
Your parents didn't, didn't let you watch Mark and Mindy. It was raunchy. We did watch Mark and Mindy. Okay, then. Now it kind of gets dark, though. Uh-oh. Because a close encounter of the sixth kind is death of a human or animal associated with a UFO sighting. So, which can be thought of as an offshoot of the second, couldn't it? Any, yeah. Any physical effect. Sure. But you know what? It's serious enough to give it its own number, I think, is involving the death of a person or a, a cow. So let's not. <laughs> a cow. Let's not <laughs> be sick about it. Right. Or a sheep. In oh, New Zealand. And the cow has probably had his anus hollowed out. So let's have s- some respect. All right. Why Why are no aliens all about butt stuff? They're very, very butt-oriented. Yeah. It's, not, it's unclear. They're not. UFO researchers are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. UFO abductees for sure are. Yep. So now we get fine. Okay, now we get to the to point. My whole preamble here is in about. This is a close encounter of the seventh kind. This is involves, quote, the creation of a human-alien Hybrid, oh, no. either by sexual reproduction or artificial scientific methods. That is, sex with aliens. Oh, we have a topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. I mean, think again. Think Kirk getting on with that smoking hot green alien from SETI Alpha Five or the yeah. from my my Trek friends will be very ashamed of me for not knowing the planet. Or think Mark and Minnie reboot on HBO. Okay. <laughs> HBO After Dark. Yes, then it'll be now pretty much HBO anytime. So, obviously, we've all thought about this. We've all fantasized about having sex with aliens. We've Have all we, been on the internet and, <laughs> and looked up alien related pornography. I mean, everyone's done that, clearly. I mean, I'm feeling like you did, and that gave you an idea for a podcast topic. <laughs> oh, no. Lord. Wow. A, no. B, why would you think that? Because so, you're talking about it's, it on a podcast. It's a joke. Some people have, though, claimed to have had actual experience of these close encounters of the seventh sexy kind. So let's investigate their stories. First one up. It's probably is the most famous, I think, sex with alien stories to the degree there are famous <laughs> sex with alien stories. At least it was the first one that got a lot of media attention, kind of international media attention. This was the story of Antonio Villas Boas. I'm saying Villas because he is Brazilian, and in Portugal, I believe they pronounce both L's. That's my understanding. But he's Brazilian. Do they yes. pronounce it in Brazil? They, they, they speak Portuguese. <laughs> when they speak Brazilian. This one goes back to the very prudish 1950s, 1957 to be exact. Boas was a 23-year-old farmer, and sometimes he would sort of beat the heat by working at night. Smart. Yeah, it is smart, I think. One night, it was actually October 16th, 1957, he was plowing his fields, so to speak, yuck, yuck. outside of Sao Francisco de Sales. I think it's pronounced like that because it's S-A-L-E-S, S-A-L-E-S, philosopher. This is out in the Brazilian hinterland. It's like 370 miles northwest of Sao Paulo. So he's out there in the, I don't know, jungle, rainforest, whatever. Uh, on his farm. On his farm, yeah. Well, that's how they make farms in Brazil, as as we, we know. Yeah. They yeah. burn down a rainforest and start planting wheat. So he's out plowing. He looks up into the, into the night sky, and he sees what he thinks. He just calls it a red star. He's not sure what it is, right? He looks at it and says, huh? But he says that in Portuguese. <laughs> and as he watches it, though, it gets closer and closer and larger and larger, 
until it gets close enough where he can make it out as like a kind of an egg-shaped aircraft of some sort. So he realizes it's flying. It's egg-shaped. The red star is just a red light on the front of it. And it has a, quote, rotating cupola on the top of it. That's how he describes it. Okay. When the UFO then sprouts three legs on the bottom of it and looks like it's going to land in his field, uh-huh. he jets. He He's out. He runs away. His strategy, though, is not super sound, at least not what we know about aliens, right? Because he heads for his tractor to make his getaway. So now, actually, I have to think about that. I guess it wasn't sound because he's also trying to get away on a tractor. Yeah, which top <laughs> so, speed? Yeah. <laughs> seven miles per hour. <laughs> so let's say he's barreling through the forest at seven miles an hour, right? When all of a sudden, the, the lights turn off and the engine shuts down because what do we know about aliens? AMPs, baby. They can control electronics. So they shut, it, they shut the tractor down. He's quick on his feet, though. He jumps off and starts running away. Right? Because, I mean, he still clearly shitted himself. And, and he frankly should. But what else do we know about aliens? They're fast. They're, fast. They're super fast. Or apparently these ones are. Because they all are. he's running away and he's chased down by a five-foot humanoid wearing gray coveralls and a helmet. Oh, that's just a cult. Yeah. <laughs> he I'm thought it was an alien. So it's a little guy. It's a very Yeah, they usually are, though, by the way. It had blue eyes and it barked and yelped. Oh, oh. my God. Okay. Barked. <laughs> That's what he said. I guess. Three more of these creatures come along, and together they kind of alien handle him back into the ship, right? Then it goes all penthouse form because that's when they strip Boas naked and they cover him head to toe in some kind of a gel. So uh, it's probably alien lube, but the fact that they put it his, over his over entire his body, body. Yeah. had to make him a little nervous, I think. A little worrisome for him, I think. Huh. So, like, what exactly are you going to insert me in? So, Boas was led through a door and it, that had strange symbols over, and he had later say that he could he memorized the symbols and, and wrote them down in a, in a magazine article later on and in interviews. But in that room, they took some blood. Where would, they think, where would you think you'd, you'd take human blood from? I mean, if you're an alien and you've watched human TV, you'd know to take it from the arm. You've seen by this time what? They had medical. Dr. Kildare. Sure. There we go. So, no. Marcus Welby, MD. In <laughs> 57, you think? I don't know. I have know. no idea. They decided to take blood from his chin. Oh, weird. I thought- Maybe they have like a major vein through their chin. I don't know. Yeah, could we, be. We would probably go for the appendage of an alien. It's like, what are you doing? I have no blood there. I don't know. We have blood everywhere. That's true. So then they take him to another room and they let him wait for a half hour, all naked and gelled up. I guess. And and they suddenly pump gas into the room and he vomits. Uh-oh. He spills his gas. So it sounds like they haven't done a, a, their, their human research, it sounds like. They're doing it right Maybe now. Maybe so. Yeah. Let's see what this does. Yeah. Oh, look. It ejected his last meal. The subject... So finally, another creature, another one of these creatures comes into the room. But this humanoid was a she. Of course. Mm-hmm. So and She got titties. Uh-huh. <laughs> according to Boas, she was smoking hot and super naked. Oh, God. She was about five feet tall. She had blue cat-like eyes and long white blonde hair. It's like a platinum blonde alien. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the 50s, Gary. Though she had bright red 
pubic hair, she also had bright red underarm hair. So despite this, Boaz was still totally into her, and she was into him, and they got it on. Okay. He said that during the session, instead of kissing him, she would lightly like bite him on the chin. <laughs> so, uh, aliens. Really you know. chin-focused yeah. They have, they species do chin of focused, alien. Yeah. yeah. So when Boaz wraps it up, the alien smiles at him and kind of like rubs her stomach and then sort of gestures toward the sky, toward the ceiling. He takes that to mean that he was going to be a space baby daddy, but he wouldn't have any visitation rights because she'd she's be taking the baby back. Years away. Yeah. yeah. So later on, he would say that this kind of annoyed him, kind of pissed him off a little bit. Yeah, sure. Father's rights, man. Yeah, absolutely. But he also, <laughs> this, is, this is why I think Bo is an awesome guy, because he felt like he was, quote, nothing more than a good stallion for the aliens. <laughs> Because he thought a lot of himself. Yeah. Don't flatter yourself. <laughs> I'm just a stallion for these alien chicks. This is bullshit. So the aliens let him get dressed, and they even they take him on a tour of the ship, show him around everything. So what does he do? He tries to steal a clock lot like device, he calls it, but they catch him, and they kick him off the ship because oh, it's kind well, of a dick. Serves him right. Yeah, I know. But then again, he had been cave, uh, kidnapped and kind of raped. By them, so it doesn't sound like rape to me. Yeah, I suppose not the so. way you described it. I suppose. So he gets home though, and he finds he's been gone for about four hours. The encounter though was not without cost, completely though, because he said he was left after that. He started to feel weak at times, and he started having headaches and even developed lesions on his body. So then, uh, I guess a couple months later, he sees a newspaper ad by a journalist named Jose Martin. He was researching UFOs at the time, right? And he's looking for people who had seen UFOs or had any kind of experience with aliens. So Boas sees this in the paper, jumps at the, at the chance. He calls Martine. This is early 1958 when he does this, right? Which is kind of important. Martine takes him to see a doctor who said that Boas appeared that he, that he could have been suffering from mighty, mild radiation poisoning. Oh. Interestingly enough. Hmm. So Boas's story circulates... In Brazilian UFO circles for a while. It's not actually written up though until 1962. But there are apparently, there are plenty of witnesses that said, yeah, I heard about it from 58 to 62. But I mean, so that, that if, if you want to believe it, that, that kind of comes into play. So Boas eventually, he gets married, he has kids, he becomes a lawyer, and he never wavered from a story until the day he died in 1991. Huh. He always claimed it was true. Was it true? Did it really happen? It's a oh. very vivid dream. Who knows? A paranormal really? investigator. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Nobody, nobody but him, yeah. I guess, knows. And even he may not yeah. know for all. Or he might. A paranormal investigator named Kentaro Morai. A Mori? He's Japanese. M-O-R-I. Mori. Mori? Yes. He pointed out that the aliens who kidnapped Boas used rope ladders, <gasps> which <laughs> Mori calls an adorable detail. <laughs> <laughs> Boas's early drawings of the spacecraft, also, they looked very much like Sputnik 1. Yeah, I was going to say, that was yeah. a very was, stereotypical... Yes, it, an egg with three legs. Yeah. At that time, it was probably the only thing you could think of if you were going to draw yeah. an, an a alien spacecraft. spacecraft. Yeah. yeah, so it was... Uh, also, it's interesting that a similar story had appeared in a Brazilian magazine called O Cruzeiro a few months before Boas told his story to Martins. That's why the timing is important. He never. He, he doesn't have anybody else 
to corroborate his story, at least that he told it until early 1958. This article came out, I think, that, like the summer of 1957, shortly before he claims this event happened to him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he was no simple farmer. You know, a lot of the Brazilians had this prejudice that the rural farmers are just dummies. He wasn't. He could, you know, so he could, in other words, he could have made up this story because he's just some dumb farmer. Yeah. He wasn't at all. He was already taking correspondence courses to be a lawyer. He would later become a lawyer. He was a very intelligent guy. So he could, he had the intellectual capability to make up stories. And as we know, you don't need to be that smart to make up no. a story about UFO. Yeah. I mean, anyway. I take offense that people think farmers can't make up stories. I what? absolutely I mean, do too. Farmers can lie just as good as anyone yeah. else. So, but why would he make up this story? Well, it did let the ladies know that he was a good stallion. Very so. true. Then there is David Huggins. You heard of David Huggins? Oh, I like Have his you? name. No, it's okay, a good name, okay, that's good. Huggins. He is a, I guess he's about seventy-five-year-old subject of a documentary from 2018 called "Love and Saucers." <laughs> Sounds British. <laughs> uh, T. It might yeah. be. I don't know. I think it's American. No, it's probably on Netflix. I don't know. But joke yes. went right over your head. Oh, what? Oh, T. Yeah, no, I get it. I Play get on it. words. Okay, David says that he was living on his parents' farm in Georgia. It's always a farm. A long time ago, I think it's 1961, when an alien named Crescent <laughs> came down to Earth and seduced him. That's just the hippie. Oh. <laughs> when I, quote, when I was 17, I lost my virginity to a female extraterrestrial, he said. That's all I can say about it. <laughs> the Dr. Phil episode. <laughs> wow. This guy does not alien kiss and tell at all. Yeah. It's like he's not going to, I'm not going to give you details. <laughs> oh so my God. So I'm not going to tell you more about it, right? So what does he do? Tells he, us all about it. No, he paints oh. it. He, he is now He's a painter. Oh, He's okay. a painter of alien sexual encounters involving himself and aliens. Oh. And, and he paints it a lot, by the way. He lives in Hoboken, New Jersey, yeah. and he paints these watercolors of himself having sex with aliens. One of them that I've, <laughs> I've seen on the website, it has Crescent straddling him in the forest. He's naked, and she's in this big blue robe. And he's clearly enjoying himself. Ridiculous. He's not a good painter, by the way. I hate to say it. Is he George Bush level? Hitler? Uh, Much worse than Bush. Oh, no. no, Worse than Hitler for sure. Probably as good as Bush, not as good as Jim Carrey. (laughs) And he uh, he has plenty of memories to paint from, by the way, because he says he's been seeing aliens since he was eight years old. Oh, wow. And we know he's been having sex with Crescent since he was 17. What like because he just keeps visiting? She he, she visits. She does booty calls to visit him. She he now says when this um I, I read this I think in Vice right, and the reporter said that at the time she interviewed him, he said the last time was just six months ago that Crescent had come down and visited him. Wow. Quote: I was sitting down on a chair, and the woman Crescent was behind me, and she put her arms around me, and that's about it. I don't know anything else outside of that. What? <laughs> How he interprets that as having sex with her, I'm not clear. And then has enough memories to then paint numerous <laughs> watercolor paintings about it. Uh, it's confusing. This doesn't. This just Yikes. seems like I'm scared for David. I am very. Was there about ever uh, babies? Not in the, well on Naboo. Interesting you ask that because uh, the offshoot of all these encounters has been offspring, hundreds. Oh, alien human hybrid little half Huggins babies are throughout the universe because of him. Interesting. It's it, it seems like you know it's like that sperm bank. 
that is run by the doctor who tells you you're going to get the seed of a Nobel Prize winner. But we all know, sister, you're getting his semen. All of you are. Deal with it. That's David Huggins to aliens, it seems like. Because hundreds of little Huggins are out there. It's like the other way around. Did he ever see any of them? I don't think so. The babies? I don't know. I don't know. Other people will learn here in a second have seen their babies. Okay. But uh, and Craig, he's painted Crescent too. By the way, he paints her with some pretty pendulous breasts. But she's <laughs> she's holding them up in her, oh in the palm lord. Of her hands. She's completely naked and she's holding up her breast in her hands. Huh. Uh, and she has and she looks totally she looks pretty human except she has kind of this almost like a vaguely insect like face. Yeah. It's humanoid. But it's it's kind of triangular and insecty, and she has huge black eyes. By the way, huh? And by the way, he st- also said that he re- started remembering these encounters when he read a book by a fraud UFO writer named Bud Hopkins, who's a, just an evil piece of shit scam artist. That he told, um, and, and and Bud Hopkins wrote this book about humans having sex with aliens, and uh, Huggins read it, and he says, "Quote: As I was reading it." Memory upon memory came flooding back. I was so scared. So you can guess huh. in terms of how that, it, it kicked off these memories. Okay. Yeah. Of course it did, David. So that's David. I think he was more scared of dying alone. So he invented this alien lover. <laughs> Just a theory. Okay, I'll take that back. Sorry, David. <laughs> David, Is he you still keep alive? Uh, he was last year. Oh, okay. I, I assume so. Peter Curry. You know who that is? No. Of course no. You, you won't know any of these people. Of course. <laughs> it all started for Peter Curry in 1988. He was an Australian. He's trying to get just get a good night's sleep one night when suddenly he felt completely paralyzed. Remember, that's one of those close encounter types. Yep. I forget which one now. <laughs> Several alien beings surrounded his bed. He had no idea how they got there. Suddenly he's paralyzed and he has a bunch of aliens standing around looking at him in bed. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. So... They were tall and thin with big black eyes. They always seem to have big black eyes. Yeah. One of them stuck a needle in his head and he went out like a light. Huh. He awoke and he went to his uh, his family. I, I'm not clear from the reading if it was his family or he was still young and it was his like his parents. Yeah. But he found everybody paralyzed similarly. And when they came to, they realized they had several hours of missing time. So you skeptics might say, well, that was just sleep paralysis following, followed by, you know, sure. falling asleep for four hours. But if so, I ask you, skeptic, <laughs> how do you explain what happened four years later? Peter's now married, or maybe he was then. I'm, again, I'm, it's not clear. He, uh, he gets home one night, and he feels a little awful sick. And it was just after he dropped his wife off at the train station, Right. Turns out he was lucky his wife was gone because he fell asleep and when he woke up, two strange looking naked women were in bed with him. Good lord. One was tall, blue eyed, blonde, with a pointy chin and a very long face. Reese Witherspoon. It could have been Reese Witherspoon. It could have been. The other was kind of Asian to him at least, with a page boy haircut and black eyes. Okay. Who, who's that, Jack? I didn't think so. I didn't get it. Selma an Blair. Wow. She's okay. kind of, the end of the hair. Okay, the hair. Dark hair. Fantasy, you say, skeptic? Well, if so, Peter liked it rough because yeah. the six foot tall Nordic 
alien woman. <laughs> she grabbed his head and forced his face into her boobs. Of course, because that's what <laughs> all so females do. would do. So not knowing what else to do, Peter bites off a portion of her nipple Ooh. and swallows it. Okay, Peter. going to get gross. You're telling on yourself here. Yeah. 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 He needs to be on a list somewhere. <laughs> she was not pleased. The alien. Yeah. Well, I fucking wonder why. He's, he's lucky he survived this encounter. She, uh, He says, like, like, she sort of telepathically seemed to tell her companion, like, I don't like this. this is how this is going. Let's blow out of here. And he started coughing violently. And suddenly, the two aliens just, boop, disappeared. Leaving him with an uncontrollable urge to pee. God. So he's very specific in his encounter. So when Peter got up and tried to go pee, though, he, he couldn't. Why? Because he found his penis was wrapped in fine blonde hair. <laughs> Thinking quickly, though, he takes off the hair, I guess he unspools it, and he put it into a plastic baggie. Oh, that was smart thinking. It was smart thinking because he then showed it to a ufologist named Bill Chalker. Uh-huh. We have to assume that Chalker... Chalker was a legitimate scientist because he had the hair, quote, analyzed. Uh And he found that it was, quote, from a rare Chinese mongoloid type, one of the rarest human lineages known that lies further from the human mainstream than any other except for African pygmies and aboriginals. Okay. All my emphasis, because this is not a racist statement at all, is it? Wh- no. What year was this? This is 1988. Are you surprised? A lineage that lies further from the human mainstream, except for African yeah. pygmies and aboriginals. Good God, Bill Chalker, you ultra-racist UFO researcher. That's just that's yeah. one of the weirdest paragraphs I've ever read in my life. So, I, so then it wasn't an alien. I know. Right? So what is he trying yeah, to that's say? That's a good question, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. It was just, but but then again, how is she? How did they get there? I don't. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Maybe aliens are related to whatever. That's that. I think that's what he's implying. Yeah, Nordics. No, to these this lineage. Oh, whatever the Mongol, whatever Chinese Mongol Mongoloid type that's (laughs) furthest from the human mainstream yeah, well. good lord who gets to decide that anyway so he's a dick rare they're very very rare they're super rare super rare next up we have meng Zhaogu. oh no idea if i'm pronouncing that right probably not so we're heading to china why not aliens have spaceships they can have sex yeah. with humans pretty much anywhere in fact i'll bet you they could even fly over trump's wall so there's no stopping them Mm-mm. Which is exactly how Meng Zhaogu felt back in 1994. Meng was a logger in... Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> no, I did. Heilongjiang province, when he saw an odd, shiny, metallic object on the mountainside, you know, in the distance. So he drops what he's doing, cutting down trees, I guess. And he thinks, <laughs> you know what, maybe that's a, a crashed helicopter... I will head over there and see if I can salvage anything for scrap metal. Oh. Because he's a classy guy. It's yeah. not about saving people. It's about, hey, I can use this shit God. they crashed in and make some money out of it. So as he approaches the object, though, he was whacked over the head by something, someone, and he blacks out. He comes to eventually, though, 
And he goes home. He apparently none the worse for wear, except for he had immediately developed a phobia of iron. So he's a fairy, like literally. I know. Like a fae folk. They don't like iron? Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So maybe he is. Maybe Doesn't he is. it like burn them? I really? think so. Yeah. Well, you guys know a lot more about fairy lore than you do alien sex lore, don't you? Yeah. Hmm. Whatever. Thankfully. So that otherwise he's fine. Otherwise he's okay. But that night he's in bed and he wakes up and he finds that he is levitating. <laughs> oh. Just a few just feet above the bed. Not so that's not that scary. Casually. Just casually. What <laughs> just, do you mean just, that's not that scary? Ah, come on. Levitating? Who hasn't? And he also finds, though, that there is a woman there, and she's oh. an alien woman. You know why he knows? Because she is 10 feet tall. Naked? With, I'm sure she is. <laughs> she, I'm sure. She's 10 feet tall, has 12 fingers, and braided hair. Apparently, that last detail was as important as the first two. Jesus. <laughs> so that makes, her, that makes her an alien, those three things combined. She, let's just say, as she hops on board, the, the Meng Stallion, and they have sex for 40 minutes while floating. Oh. Not sure how that works, but they managed. When she was done with him, Meng has a two-inch long, like a jacket cut. Uh-oh. Not sure where it was, because the source, <laughs> they don't say where the jacket cut is. And, they, and one source calls it a jagged scar. I don't know if that means it like instantaneously scarred, or it's just a poor choice of words. Yeah. So I said cut. But anyway, I, who knows what happened, but it was something to do with alien sex. One month later, it happens again. Oh. Not exactly. This time, though, he's just floating in the air. There's no alien woman there. But instead of just floating right a little bit above his bed, he floats right through his ceiling and into a spaceship that is hovering above his roof. Oh. He got he tractored. Goes, they must. Yeah. And he goes right through the ceiling of his Apparently so. House? So apparently they, okay. can, they can defy matter yeah, somehow. Yeah, that's interesting. It quantum interesting. tunneling. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's I quantum tunneling. <laughs> they figured it out. They're aliens. They have interest in still travel. Come on. So there's aliens there in the ship. Luckily, they speak Chinese. However, they speak with such thick accents that men can hardly understand them. Yeah. So it's kind of annoying. But he does converse with them. And so they don't have that technology that just that, automatically that translates so for them. That yeah. needs to be done right. That and teleporters we yeah. need to do. ASAP. Yeah. Not teleporters. Well, yeah, teleporters, but uh, no, the, the food things, you know? Oh. You said, Earl oh. Grey, hot, and suddenly you have a hot cup of tea. Replicators. Yes, replicators. Yeah. That's it. We need this. Fast. Stat. Get on it, science. So he's, they, he, he, they chat him up for a little while. They tell them that naturally they are refugees from a dying planet. Of course. Also yes. a UFO trope. Uh-huh. His lover from the last time, he asked about her. And they said, oh, she's not available. She can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine her in the next room, and she's going, like, tell him I'm, in this, I'm taking a space shower. I don't want to. It was awkward. So, But they did promise that he would have a child. Only it would be in 60 years. Jesus. Oh. So a very long gestation. They also promised he would be able to see his child, but they didn't tell him how. And he'll be dead. <laughs> so, yes. Well, he might not be. He was young. Oh, he, he was, was in his 20s, I think. Oh, okay. So he might be an old man when he has his baby, and he will get to see it. We're just, we're not going to tell you how you see it. So yeah. Not helpful since they are aliens from a long way away. So that was Meng's story. It was, a, it was the first alien contact story in China. And it kind of made him very controversial. I guess there's a lot of yeah. mixed reactions to it. Back I'll in China. bet. Not so with Stephanie Faye Cohen. 
She's not controversial at all. She's a psychic. Oh, Lord. Hey, her being a psychic does not any way lessen the credibility <laughs> of her supposed <laughs> encounters with the aliens. However, that she spells Stephanie with a Y at the end destroys her credibility. Because she does. Oh, well. A Y. Stephanie with a Y. Jesus. What's, what's your beef with that? I Why? Just, she can spell her name however she wants no. to. Yes, Don't. she can. But she's Nobody care. No credibility if she does. Stephanie says she has had sex with not just one alien, but a whole group. And apparently at the same time. She calls them oh. Team Spirit. Oh, <laughs> no. my goodness. Yes, she does. Because these encounters... Stephanie. These encounters only happen when Stephanie falls asleep and in spirit form, she rises up to the spaceship or even, I believe, another dimension and has sex with these aliens. So that's why she calls them Team Spirit. So her body is still in bed. Absolutely. Astral projection. Mm, Or just a a wet dream and (laughs) step with a Y, but you be you. Because, you know, if you want to think it's it's you having sex, group sex with aliens, you knock yourself out. No one's going to judge you. You seem to be a little bit more dismissive of Stephanie's story than of uh, the men's story. I believe I've been massively dismissive of every single one of them on I an equal don't way. Know. Stephanie, I, honestly, if you read all the articles I read, her, her, it appeared on a website called getiton.com. So <laughs> oh, no. Thank you, Carrie. Stephanie's not a real person. I'm getting it on. This was a, a gross you know man yeah. behind a blog. Be like, I'm going to read about Stephanie. <laughs> it very well might have been, actually. <laughs> Stephanie has done it all over the galaxy with lots of different aliens. Most, though, are from Canis Major, the Canis Major system. Okay. That means big dog in Latin because Stephanie, she's got a type. Is this know. a real thing? Yeah. This is oh. what she says. Yes, Absolutely. Or no, do you mean I the cane yeah. is major, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. Constellation. Yes. She made up a constellation. Uh-huh. <laughs> made up a, a star system. She says that, quote, some resemble the classic grays of UFO folklore. Others resemble reptiles and cats. Oh. <laughs> Together no, or like? Just differently. Separate. Okay. Yeah. So I, I take that back. Stephanie does not have a type. Actually, apparently it's all types. Yeah. Currently, though, she's kind of like best friends with an alien named Ian. Which I, I find yeah. refreshing because they always have ludicrous alien names. Hers is just named Ian. Yeah. I find that great. That's great. Thank you, Stephanie. What about Paul? Paul was a good yeah. name, too, for an alien, I think, too. She says that, quote, he stays quite close to me, like a spirit boyfriend. Well, not a boyfriend, a good spirit friend. He happens to be from the octopus race. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stephanie. So, that's what she says, Carrie. So now do you think I was being too dismissive of Stephanie's story? <laughs> Uh, do you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. No. I. I. Again. Again. I don't disbelieve her because she's a psychic. I disbelieve her because she spells her name with a Y, and that's the only reason. Uh-huh. Otherwise, it, it. It sounds. It checks with me. Suzanne Brown. Now that is a pseudonym. Admittedly, that is because Suzanne was in an abusive relationship with an alien. It's oh, kind of sound, I'm, I'm going to bring the, the room down a little so bit. So she here. had to change her name to hide from the That's alien. That's what I believe, yes. I think it's possible she has a restraining order. <laughs> so he order. couldn't track her down? Don't you think? Probably. Did, did she get a restraining order? That's what I, that's what I just said. Oh, okay. I think she might have a restraining order against, oh. against him. His name is Mariko. M-Y-R-I-K-O. So there. Now we're back to the lame, fake alien names. So anyway, it's a familiar story. It's sad, but we've heard it before. Mariko started seeing Suzanne in 1965. And at first, oh, he was so sweet. He's gentle. He was understanding. He's a good listener. Sure, he was only five feet tall. Again, 
But he had shoulder-length blonde hair, and he wore a skin-tight jumpsuit that left nothing <laughs> to the imagination. He was just in a production of Mamma Mia. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> At the end. Yeah, they should um, take those out. So they were, had a sexual relationship for very many years, and everything's fine. Everything's going really well, right? One t- not time, though, Mariko even took her to his spaceship, and he showed her, quote, a few small, gray, ageless infants. Ugh. I've no ageless. idea how they're yeah. ageless. And but yet an infant still. Uh, it makes no sense to me either. Stephanie. Yeah. No, this is um Oh wait, no, Suzanne. Suzanne. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that. But it was beautiful. And she, those were her children, I guess the, is the implication. Oh. Oh. That's, that's, hers. that's the implication. I okay. thought I was just gonna give her baby he was fever. Showing her her kids. They're okay. kids. They're they're alien hybrids. They're ageless infants. Yikes. So, but after that, though, a little while later, things turned ugly. Uh-oh. This was after Suzanne's marriage to her actual real human husband broke down. Hmm. So I wonder why. Marika got mean. He started using mind control. <laughs> China. He started using mind control to make her do some pretty terrible things. Things like having sex with a homeless man and a prostitute. Oh. How awful. For her, she was degraded. She uh, felt really yeah. bad about it, okay? D- respect her feelings. God damn it. Could this have been part of a downward spiral from a, a bad split up? You might ask yourself that, sure. But the answer is no. It was Mariko and mind control. Because, yeah. Obviously. And why would she lie? Because she, would she lie about having sex with, with hobos and hookers? I don't know. Who hasn't done that? I don't see any raised hands. <laughs> <laughs> so one month after after having sex with the vagrant, she discovered she was pregnant. Uh oh! With the homeless guy's kid, apparently. Um, vagrant. Is, that, you is, know that's a word they used. I apologize for that. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have written that. I, I I was I was doing a quote there. A little outdated there. Yeah, it is. So homeless. Guy, well, you also guy. used hobo. So yeah, I, 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 that's a great word. I don't though. think hobo is. Anyone cares about hobo? It's a really good word. So, okay, so uh, after having sex with the hobo, she discovers she's pregnant a month a month after the encounter. A month after that, she wakes up in the middle of the night. She has these terrible stomach p- pains. She looks up and she finds Mariko standing there, real creepily in the dark. Right. He says that he that he and his friends are there to. Quote, take what was theirs. That sounds not good. Next thing you know, she wakes up and her bed is just covered with blood. Uh-oh. And she's no longer pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sad. They took what was theirs, apparently. Months after that, Mariko comes back again and he takes her back to that same nursery in his spaceship and he shows her one of those ageless gray infants. She said that she knew it was hers, but, you know, what could she do about it? He's got the superior technology, and he's a man. This is still a while ago. I'm not sure when this was, actually. Mariko stopped visiting her finally for good after she hit menopause. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Sure. No Typical. more babies. So. Yep. You're not good to me anymore. So yeah, no more ageless not. infants out so, of her. Yep. But at least she got out of this abusive alien relationship. He's yeah. making her do some pretty awful things. You know who else gets involved with um, aliens in a sexual way? politicians it's not all just artists and psychics Uh yeah simon parks is a sitting council a city council member in whitby england this is in yorkshire and in 2013 not even that long ago again let me emphasize 
while a member of the city council, <laughs> he told everyone who would listen that he had been having a pretty regular sexual relationship with an alien woman he called the Cat Queen. She had a quote, kite-like face. A kite? Kite-like face. Like I don't think he means the, the bird. I think he means the toy. So <laughs> sort of triangular, but longer on the bottom, maybe? I'm guessing. What the fuck? I, who would say that? Yeah. This... I'm scared. <laughs> this is according to what was his name? To Simon. Simon Parks. Simon. She had a kite-like face, large eyes, small nostrils, and a thin mouth. And she was seven feet tall. Oh. That's this honestly sounds like a character just from like a Cartoon Network show <laughs> or an acid trip. This is 2013, so possibly. Or both. They had a daughter named Zarka. Oh. Another one of those great alien names. Zarka. married? Hmm? Is Simon married? Well, let's find out, Carrie. He and Simon and the Cat Queen were in a very long-term relationship. The Cat Queen had first come to Simon when he was six years old. Oh. Ew. If that is not disturbing enough for you, though, his alien counters had actually started when he was still in the womb. No! Yes. And when he was a baby at six months, an extraterrestrial that looked like, quote, two green stick things like bean poles, came to him and reached into his crib. He remembered thinking, quote, they're not, they're not mummy's hands. Mummy's hands are pink and mummy's mummy has thumbs. (laughs) These are green and pointed and there's four of them. I guess there's two creatures, I guess, did that. It's a Gumby. (laughs) Skinny Gumbies. They sensed his confusion and they telepathically communicated through his optic nerve for some reason, because they understand human anatomy. And they told him, essentially, that everything was okay and that one of those two creatures was his real mummy. Oh, Oh, God. I was going to say, he must be part alien. Yes, he is, because that's his real mummy. (sighs) Pretty amazing memory for a six-month-old, you know. He's part alien. A creature that can't form memories. He started in the womb. Yeah. When he wasn't even a creature. I suppose. Yeah, how do you remember that? So if he remembers, that's all it said. The account I read said that he, you know, his alien encounters go back to when he's in the womb. He has to be saying this, so he is alleging that he remembers things well, from the womb. Maybe his alien mummy told him. <sighs> Simon, 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 Simon. By the way, is still at it. He's having sex with the cat queen about four times a year. She comes back again. Oh. These are booty calls. His wife is said to be not super happy about this arrangement, ma'am. She's married. She gotta go. He's married, and every uh, for about about once a quarter. Yeah, cat king, wow. You know the cat. I have bigger issues with she, my husband. Yeah, she she makes herself <laughs> scarce, and <laughs> she comes I'd back make myself scarce from <laughs> scarce from that man's life immediately. Uh, <laughs> so, oh my god, uh, uh, she's so crazy too. She must be. If his constituents aren't put out by his pretty clear mental illness. Maybe they are annoyed by his anti-human bias. I'll tell you why. Park says that his alien friends and lovers have more common sense than any of his fellow citizens there in Whitney. I'm not sure he has the greatest frame of reference. (laughs) (laughs) Or the greatest political sense, does he? Yeah. Yeah, Quote, I get more common sense out of the aliens than out of Scarborough Town Hall. The aliens are far more aware of stuff. People in the town hall seem not to be aware of the needs of Whitby. (laughs) But the aliens, oh man, they know that he needs that new traffic light. (laughs) It needs some some commercial zoning. All them potholes. Yeah. So he's, uh, I don't know if he was reelected or if he's still a city council member. This is 2013, but (laughs) 
Simon maybe should have just kept that to himself. Wow. I'm thinking. Yeah, why did he tell him? Imagine that. Then? Yeah, Knowing what emboldened him no to thinking that no was idea. a thing that anybody would receive well? <laughs> Simon, Simon, Simon. Simon, if you're out there, call us. Email. Yeah. Please don't. So finally, we have the hybrids, the alien-human hybrids, right? We've talked about them. There are Simon. apparently lots and lots yeah. and lots of them. This is coming from a different angle, right? Think about this. There's a, a Facebook page out there called Hybrid Children Community. And it's full of people who believe they have had children with aliens. These women, because almost all of them are women, believe they can still communicate with their offspring, their hybrid offspring, even if their offspring is many, 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 many light years away or in another dimension. Oh, no. And that one day they'll see their little intended babies again. Sure. So this, this this is there's a whole Facebook group talking about this and a wow. bunch of women sharing the stories that you know I miss my alien baby but I know it's out there and I talk to it through telepathy, telepathy. and I'll see it one day again. Oh, huh. oh no! Yeah, this is um, that's just that might just be honestly a, a Facebook group for <laughs> schizophrenia. <laughs> it's it's a good proxy for that. One of these women loves having baby loves having half alien babies. And the sex that goes with it. Here's a quote. It was an incredible, super primal, super raw, super primal sexual experience. Super all around. It's super. Super pra, super primal, super pra. <laughs> I wonder if it's super primal. I mean, she said twice in a very short sentence. Okay, so she has had four boys and six girls with her alien baby daddy. And her figure doesn't look the worst for wear. Our baby daddies, we're not judging. They could have been ten for all we know. She also happens to be a medium. Oh, God. Of course. And she offers courses for other women to help them cope with the suspicion that they might have an alien human hybrid baby out there somewhere in in the in the world. Well the suspicion, wouldn't they recall having a child? You gotta you sometimes you gotta bring out these memories, Gary. You never know. You never know. So, you know, if you think that maybe you have a little baby out there somewhere, give her a call. She'll help you out. She will even help you contact your babies through lucid dreaming. Oh, okay. Just in case you want to know for sure if it's true, that lucid dream will help you know for yeah. sure. What? Yeah. This is the sex with aliens, though, is not all just wine and impregnation, right? There's a darker <laughs> side to this, too. Yeah, we already found it. The abusive miracle. Yeah, well, it can be even worse, though, according to scientist Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Oh, the, yeah. He's... Carrie. Out there. He helped invent the Slimer Ghostbuster machine, so he has some credentials here, mm-hmm. right? He's a scientist. He knows what he's talking about. Dan Arkay worries that some aliens are visiting Earth just to use us as lab rats. Here's a quote from Dan. The aliens are interested, interested in your ova, your femininity, your reproductive parts, your DNA. They would love to draw blood and fluid and would love to impregnate a woman and produce a hybrid baby. This is what they're up to here. In, because Dan, Dan, Dan knows, Gary. Don't question him. No, but what's, what's their goal? That's their, he says most most aliens are just here like tourists to see this big, blue, beautiful planet we have here. But some are trying to create babies and they'll stoop to any means to do it. I know, but why? You have to assume it's the whole improve the gene pool kind of a thing. It usually is in bad science fiction movies. Huh. Don't you think? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm or their planet's dying and they got to recreate it here, Something maybe. Something like that. Yeah. We've seen it before. But it's they can't live here, so they think if they hybridize with us, I then, like it. then the hybrids will be able to. Gary, you just pitched a B movie. I know. Okay, so, yeah. 
that's been done, but that's fine. I it's think the film it, industry. They'll yeah, do it again. Sure. It's plausible. So theories, the most obvious one, I guess, is that, I mean, think about it. We've been having sex with angels and demons, gods and goddesses for centuries upon centuries. Sex with aliens is just the new way of expressing yeah. that. You know, plus change kind of a thing. That's... Whatever that means, yeah. Plus change, plus c'est la même chose. The more that things change, the more they stay the same. Thank you, Rush. Corinne Bailey Ray. So. Thank you, Corinne <laughs> Bailey Ray. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, psychologically, there are kind of guesses out there to why these things happen. One of them is, is out-of-body experiences, which, by the way, often are, well, I guess always technically are, are involved levitation. And you remember there's been some, some levitation. And that, that I have others I, I didn't talk about. And others, there has been levitation is kind of a common theme. In these things, yeah, ain't that in that one movie? Which one? I don't know oh, that um, one movie. I know what you're talking about Mila Jovovich. Yes, uh, Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Yes, yeah. So yeah, it is. And um, some people think that out of body, I, I guess science has now found that out of body experiences may be quote related to an interference with the temporal parietal junction of the brain. At least that's in a Psychology Today article that I, I read. Sure. So, so they're finding scientific reasons for out of body experiences. Yeah. It also could be sleep paralysis or, you know, the hypnopompic, pompic, hypnagogic dreaming. Because, again, you saw a lot of people are are in bed. They're sleeping. That's another common theme is that they're, oh, I was sleeping or, oh, I was just lying. One one guy was lying in bed when it happened. Again, one of the ones I didn't include was another Brazilian guy who was just lying in bed when suddenly he was, you know, taken away, lost time, had hypnotic regression, and remembered he having sex with an alien. Hmm. So... Or it could be that lots of humans are really having sex with aliens, Mm-mm. right? Well, yeah. It we'll seems see. to be a pretty regular thing with all these stories out there. David Huggins, remember the guy who paints yeah. himself having sex with aliens? He, he I mean, the, the guy who's been slaying Crescent for decades, right? He said that, quote, I have a feeling that tens of millions of people, perhaps hundreds of millions have had similar similar experiences. Where they at? Mainly as children. No. That's uh, all I can really say. David, and, you shouldn't say anymore. Yeah. He, he should have stopped talking a long time ago. Yeah. He needs to be put on every possible watch list. <laughs> By the way, another common theme is this this pedophilia because a yeah. lot of people say, oh, it started when I was 12. Or, Simon? Oh, yeah, yeah, Simon was like that. Yeah, there's, there's a, a creepy commonality to that. I wonder if they experienced... Some sort of yeah, traumatic event in that, childhood, that, and that precipitated. That could very easily b- b- make a lot of sense. Yeah, how they've then dealt with that occurrence, that yeah. trauma. Huh. So I, don't Ugh, know. I'm I mean, scared. didn't think about that until now. Well, psychology. Well, because I just mentioned that's a common thing. But again, I've read other encounters, and it it seems to be not not super common, but many of them do have this this youth. Yeah. Yeah. It, enough so. for it to be alarming yeah and it's just that simon and uh david are, are particularly creepy and weird so finally though if you believe the raelians what's that it's then it's real good, aliens uh pretty much oh it's a good thing because human alien hybrids are some of our coolest humans our people our earth Residents. Oh, I know. Oh, like George okay. Washington. Uh, lots of them. The alien. Obama, probably. The lizard probably. people. Is this no, the not lizard? that. Not exactly that. Uh, there was an alien <laughs> who told this to us. His name was Yahweh. Uh, wait. He was one of the Elohim. Not very not very uh, imaginative here, is it? So apparently they all picked their names from the Old Testament. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, is it a burning bush? Yeah. 
this creature named Yahweh, he divulged this to a guy named Claude Borihan. He was a French pop singer and auto racing journalist what? back in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> but then he learned this in 1973, I think, from Yahweh, who told him this the big news. And so he immediately changed his name to Rael, R-A-E-L, and he started this... Isn't that Superman's dad? ...cult slash religion slash movement, whatever you want to call it. <sighs> the Elohim, Rael slash Borhan, learned, had been coming to Earth and having sex with human women to create special humans like Jesus and Buddha and Muhammad for many, 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 many years. Oh. Centuries, obviously. So all of our great religious... Leaders, are. there's probably one, yeah, but yeah, oh, uh, yeah, great prop. I think prophets mainly they create oh, okay. human alien hybrid prophets who apparently look completely human, uh, you know, I, yeah. which is convenient. One day, the Elohim are going to return to earth and they're going to set up like the perfect society, a utopia. They're going to clone everyone alive or dead because they have our DNA on supercomputers, and we can essentially then live these kind of immortal lives in paradise forever. Oh, so he's trying to start a death cult. I hope not. No, I don't think so, actually. It's been around for quite a while. Well, because they can all commit suicide because they're going to live on, right? They're cloned beings. No, he's shown no gonna... signs of that, if that's so. They, again, they've been he's around now for almost I think that's just your years. interpretation. Yeah, your Mama's got a death cult on the mind. They're, they're most popular in Japan and South Korea. To join, all you have to do is swear off all other religions... And dedicate your life to world peace and understanding. That's not bad. No. The Raelians even have a special baptismal ceremony that transfers your DNA to those alien computers. See? So and then, and it's then all part of the service. Serve you some grape Kool-Aid and <laughs> yeah. Armory special purple shoes. <laughs> oh shit. I was ready to sign up when I heard how easy that is and how, how great that would be. But then I saw that their logo looks Pretty much exactly like a combination of the Star of David and a swastika. I Whoa. shit you not. So hard pass. Here's a picture of it. Oh Tell me my not. god! It's literally just a melding yeah. of a Star of David and a swastika. Yes. What 100%. the fuck was he thinking? And this is in the seventies when he See, came up with that. Where, where, where is this guy from again? France. France. Yeah. That's no a excuse. Problem. That's yeah. a huge. That's a no excuse. Uh, yeah. I think. Well, because the thing is. The manji, which is basically, which is what the swastika yeah. came from, like what was inspired from, is a like a Sanskrit symbol that has been, and it's like a kanji. Yeah, yeah that's right. It didn't. Yeah, it, was it a, got perverted. It so I wonder if he is if he's inspired to, by that. But Jesus Christ, he's trying to reclaim you, it, Rael. You, you're aware of the Nazi swastika. Yeah. You it's, need to know. It's ruined Rael. forever. So, uh, it really so, is. Yeah. It's like the name Adolf. You just don't yeah. name your kid Adolf no. and don't use a swastika. That's just that's a two just words to live by. In the Western world, yeah. yeah. You Maybe can't. that's why so many of his followers are in Asia. Yeah. Not as aware of the Well, because that's why I asked. Annotations. Yeah. Something I read said they're mostly in South Korea and Japan. There's like 85,000 okay. members worldwide. I think South Koreans and Japanese people are aware Well, they are, but they're also desensitized yes. to the symbol because they see it every day in their language. At least... Japanese people do. And it doesn't have the uh, same Koreans emotional don't. impact to uh, Westerners, I would, th- I would think. They're not as... I would agree. ...personally connected to what it represents. You know? Okay. That's my theory. Yeah. I don't know. I'm guessing. Or, or they just had good recruiters in Japan. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Japan- no Why idea. wouldn't Japanese people be as personally connected? Because they didn't suffer the Holocaust or know anyone who did or have... No, but they suffered their did. own 
tragedies connected with World War II, and they yeah, were but on the side of. Well, yeah. I understand that, but yeah. Okay. I anyway, I, 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 I <laughs> okay. may be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, that is, and like I said, there's there's others out there who have had have done the nasty with aliens, and um, you know what? More power to them. That's what not necessarily really? be you. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe not. Then. No children. I suppose Lots of children. Millions. Millions, according to David. Huggins. I suppose they're not harming anybody. <laughs> no. Except for the guy with the death cult. Yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> alleged death cult, <laughs> according to Carrie. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise it's just, it's fantasy world. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, or like a disconnect from reality. You know what? It, it, it In some of these cases, it is a alarming yeah. disconnect from reality. Stephanie. That's, that's, it's, it's to be if worried Stephanie's about. real. Yeah. I'm scared for her safety. Yeah. Oh, yes. And Simon. I mean, come on. And Suzanne. If He's I still was married. related, I mean, I have a yeah. relative who's got some odd beliefs yes. as yes. well. But Is that the third eye and that kind uh-huh. of shit? Yeah. This Spirit is, guides. Yeah. And that's yes. weird. This is even weirder. I mean, I, I think aliens are coming to me and having sex with me on a regular basis. That I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, And you genuinely believe that you have multiple babies yes of yes. alien hybrids out there in the universe there was another huh? another one i read was um this uh, sophisticated she was a journalist and a, a magazine writer and she auto had, racing journalist no no like psychology <laughs> psychology and she had a very good friend who was a psychiatrist super well educated her friend was uh you know did some kind of funky new agey type therapies but was a well-educated very intelligent psychiatrist she came over to her house and she stayed and she said oh, i'm so glad you're here today i had this special guest we have a little group here today Uh-oh. i love it it turns out and she wouldn't tell i i want to surprise you turns no. out the woman who came over was a an abductee a ufo abductee who um it's kind of a bitch the way she tells it yeah. she's like can i get you some food or wine I, i'm not hungry and i don't drink <laughs> so um she but she did it did a whole story and it's a whole, it's a long article, but it basically comes down to the psychiatrist friend who believed this woman abductee. You know, it's, it's this really kind of, you know, uh, um, just it's her truth, it's her reality. You just had an out because the the writer had like a um, a hypnopompic out of body experience. It's like, is that real to you? And she's like, I felt real at the time. Then it was your, it's your reality, which is just yeah. so stupid. Did yeah. it physically happen? Did you physically float above your body and look yeah. down? The answer is no, unless you're batshit crazy, and you should understand that. This and, and so the, the psychiatrist was treating this abductee like she's completely fine. She just thinks that she has regular visits. I think there are more than once uh, visits from um, aliens who abducted her. Huh. And that's to me that's. You know, we can think of it as just, I mean, we've treated it very lightheartedly here, yeah. I'll admit, but it's actually, if, if, if you have a loved one, be scared for them if they think they have been abducted by aliens. Keep an eye on them. Yeah, yeah, because they might, they you know, they need some help. They might. They probably do. Yeah. <laughs> they almost certainly do need some help. Otherwise, you're and the person you're talking about, yeah. Carrie? He definitely needs some help. We, <laughs> he needs we, a little bit more than help. That for sure. Yeah, well, he has the the third help. eye and the the psychic kind of stuff. Yeah. He's uh he's uh not not well. So that is our study of sex with aliens. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed. We hope you found it enlightening and a little bit sexy. 
Okay, maybe not. And if anybody, if any of our listeners have had any personal oh, yeah. experiences, yeah, you should find us at now. We just tell them how crazy me. they are. Yeah, because we think you're insane. But yeah, tell us about them. Worldpodcast at gmail.com. Change our mind. Yeah. Yeah, you might change our mind. Okay. You never know. We're open minded about yeah. this stuff. So tell them where they can find us, Carrie, besides that. Weird World Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon, and Weird World Pod on Twitter. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anything else you guys want to add? <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Please listen to us next time when we'll, you know, let's, let's switch it up and do something dark and horrible. Okay? Yeah, switch it up. Maybe not. Well, this wasn't dark and horrible. This was no, a lighthearted look at insane people. We do that a lot. Okay. Okay, see you then. Later. Okay. Yeah, bye. Bye.